0: Hello my beautiful beans and welcome to today's episode. So this episode is all about ultimatums. This is something that I think is that everyone has a love-hate relationship around the concept of an ultimatum. I think a lot of people think that automatically an ultimatum is a toxic behaviour, it's a way to control somebody and other people look at ultimatums as setting a boundary. I'm actually going to break down what how to look at ultimatums and how you should use ultimatums and also how you should interpret when somebody is giving you an ultimatum, okay? So I did put the call out on my Instagram and I asked – I put a few question boxes and I asked um, how many people think ultimatums are a good thing. I also asked when have you ever been given an ultimatum or when have you given one and what was it? And then lastly, I asked you guys to ask me questions – around the concept of ultimatum. So I'm going to be going through all of that in this episode. There is so much to talk about. So I'm not going to give you a life update. I'm not going to go into a brain fact today. It's we're going straight into the ultimatums. Okay, so firstly, let's figure out what let's talk about what it is. So it's a tool that can be used to set a clear boundary and it really should just be used for that. That's how I want you to be looking at an ultimatum if you're ever thinking about using it. It means, and if you look it up as far as a dictionary is concerned, it means a final proposition, a final condition or demand. It is a warning that unless something changes, action will be taken. So really think about that when you are considering giving an ultimatum. You have to really mean it because you're saying this is the final condition. And if these conditions are broken, I'm the one that's going to take action to change this situation. So a lot of people are going to throw ultimatums around and, you know, like they're going to bluff, okay? But someone will call your bluff and then you'll be stuck with that final um, repercussion or that, or that consequence that you had set and you've got to eat that, okay? So if you're ever going to set an ultimatum, you have to fucking mean it and you've got to be happy with either outcome, okay? And I'm going to delve into that a little bit deeper. But let's talk about why do people give them, Okay. Number one, one of the main reasons why someone's going to give an ultimatum is because they are fed up and they are willing to walk away if things don't change. And that is a really fair reason to give an ultimatum. You are not a martyr. You don't have to put up with everything that someone dishes out to you just because you're dating them or just because they're family or just because they're friends or you're an employee or whatever. Okay, If you are fed up, you can walk away. But if you want, you can let the person know beforehand. You can say, look, This is... um, I've reached my fucking boiling point. So if this doesn't change, I leave. That... Is not toxic. There is nothing wrong with that. You are just being honest. The alternative to that is you not wanting them and you leaving anyway. Okay? So there's nothing wrong with that. The second reason that someone might give an, an ultimatum is because it is a form of trying to control somebody else and trying to control their actions and behavior. And that is when it becomes a form of emotional abuse. That area can be a bit gray. Sometimes people do it to control others and they're not, in general, an emotionally abusive person. And then You can see at the other end of the spectrum where you've got people that are quite narcissistic and quite toxic and they are actively doing it because they know how to control you and they know how to coerce you into behaving a certain way. Okay, so I want you to really place a lot of attention into which one you are trying to do after listening to this episode or which one someone is trying to get you to do if you're someone that's been given a lot of ultimatums or one big one by your partner or friend or whatever. So as I go through this episode, always be reminding yourself, is this me being fed up and I'm genuinely willing to walk away if these needs are not met? Or am I trying to control someone into doing something for me that will greatly benefit me but won't necessarily benefit them or is going to make their life harder? Because there's a big difference, okay? Ultimatums can be great but you have to ask yourself, what is my intention behind this? What am I trying to achieve? Because if the aim is to control someone else, then that's bordering onto emotional abuse. And I'm going to be giving you specific examples of this later on so so it's not coming across as vague. I'm going to really get specific. I'm going to really break it down so it's not muddy so you have it clear as day, okay? Now let's talk about some situations that people use ultimatums and I personally think that only one of them is appropriate to use. Number one, when you are the primary one being impacted by the action, okay? That's the main thing you have to think about. So basically you're saying your actions or your inactions are impacting me and my life a lot. But they're not really impacting you or if they are impacting you, it's due to a choice that you're making, okay? A a conscious decision that you're making. I'm the only one who's really suffering here with no control of the situation. So I need things to change. And if you don't change them, I need to remove myself from this situation, okay? So it's normally when something is totally one-sided, when someone's cruising along, doing that thing or their action or their behavior or lack of behaviors, and it's really negatively impacting you. And if it negatively impacts them, it's due to a choice, okay? But you also have to note if they follow through with this ultimatum and they stop doing that action or they or they begin to do that action, it's not going to be detrimental to them in any way. Okay, It's not going to negatively impact them in any way. That's the important thing to think about. For example, if someone is treating you badly, they're being emotionally abusive and you draw the line and you say, you stop doing that or I walk away. That's something that impacts you. It doesn't negatively impact their life to stop yelling at you, but it negatively impacts your life if they are yelling at you, okay? So that is the prime example of when an ultimatum is a, a perfect you know, tool to use. You're saying, I'm drawing the fucking line because it's hurting me and for you it's just a choice, okay? You can choose or you can not choose, but I, I can't handle this and I don't really have a choice in the matter so I'm going to give you an ultimatum. Okay. However, if you were to say to them, I don't like it when you ride a motorcycle because I get worried but the motorcycle happens to be their absolute passion in life, that's not really fair because you're asking them to give up something that would greatly impact them. You're asking them to give up their life passion, okay? So the tables are not even here. And I understand that you might have your valid reasons, but you really have to weigh it up and think, does my request mean that by benefiting me, it is now tipping the scales and being detrimental or a hindrance to them? That is when an ultimatum is toxic. If it is hindering them and hurting them and benefiting you, then it's toxic. If you're just asking them to make some tweaks in their behavior, because if they don't, it's hurting you, then it's fine. Okay. The other time, the other time for an ultimatum is where both people are impacted by this decision and it takes two to make it happen. And that's when it's really hard to kind of make that ultimatum. So the main one that I'm going to bring up on this one, and there's I'm going to talk a lot about it later on in the episode, but it's this wedding ultimatum. And that's what I mean about it takes two to make it happen, okay? It's this idea of you marry me or I leave you. Personally, I actually think that that is just not a fucking good idea for many, many reasons. I would never see a wedding ultimatum as a good idea, ever, for so many reasons. And let's just quickly break down this example because this is something that was raised heaps of times in the question box that I put up on Instagram about ultimatums. But I've also been asked about this a lot in the past. Number one, I can't think of anything worse than someone marrying me because I emotionally put substantial pressure on them. Why would you want that for yourself? Imagine feeling triumphant that you were able to wear someone down to agreeing to marry you. That's humiliating yourself, okay? You do realise that that person must also enter that marriage. They're not doing you a favour that doesn't impact them at all. They are 50% in this as well. They have to view the marriage the same way you do. And there might be a valid reason, or there probably is a valid reason, why they have not yet done so. And this valid reason could be so simple as the fact that they just don't value the concept of marriage. They might just not get it. They don't get the point of it. And people will say, well, what do you do then? You know, they ask me all the time, what would you do then if you've been dating for 10 years and they haven't married you? Well, what I would do personally as Alexis is very different to what someone who's willing to give a marriage ultimatum would do. But there's a few options. But ultimately you have to ask yourself, what is more important to me? Is it marriage and the concept of being married that I value or is it being with this exact person? And there's no right or wrong answer. You have to do you. You have to, you know... You have to control and steer your life in the way you want it to go. And everyone has their reasons. But what would you do? And ask yourself this question. Really ask yourself. What would you do if you could be with this person for the rest of your life, but you could never get married? Let's say you, you had a crystal ball and you knew for sure that marriage was never going to be on the table. They were never going to propose, but they want to be with you forever. What would you do? And that is a really good way of realising, is it the person or is it marriage that I, that I want more than the other? Because sometimes you can't have it all. But once you decide this is now my situation, you can make the most of it and have the best life. But if marriage is absolutely what you have to have, it might mean not being with this person that you're with. And for some people that's fine and for other people that's unfathomable. But you have to really weigh up what is more important. Because I know many, many, many marriages that are a fucking piece of shit that sh- they're better off being, being apart. I know many divorces that have gone down. I'm sure most of us do. Like the divorce rate is very high and so it should be because people should have a choice to leave. But marriage is a very interesting concept in my opinion because... You make these vows, you intend to keep these vows, but we're ever-evolving beings and for a lot of people, they're just not able to hold on to those vows. People fall out, out of love. It happens. So when you marry someone, you are actually not guaranteeing a future with that person forever. You're not. You are just saying, we've both come to this agreement that we're going to get married. We're taking the next step. To me, it means something. Hopefully, it does to you. Now, we're going to get married. But don't think that signing that piece of paper means I'm locking you down forever. It means longevity forever because it does not. And I know other relationships that are the strongest relationships I've ever seen and they've never signed on a dotted line. So, you've got to ask yourself, what do I value more? End of story. Is it A or is it B? Full stop. And another thing is, you should never use. I think I said this a little bit earlier, but never use an ultimatum as a threat or a bluff. You should only ever use it if you mean it. If you think no matter what, this situation is non-negotiable for me. I cannot continue to exist this way. Then make the ultimatum, but mean it, because people may and will take you seriously, and you could be left in the lurch, thinking, "What the fuck have I done? I, I regret that, and and I I was being a brat." Okay, now. I asked a few questions on Instagram, and I, the first thing that I asked, it was, it was a poll, and I said, do you think ultimatums are okay? And I had thousands of votes, and it was pretty close. 53% said yes, and 47% said no. So, that's a very close vote for thousands of people to be voting, okay? So, hopefully, by the end of this episode, I want you to realise that, within reason, ultimatums are a great tool but i want you to also identify when an ultimatum is very toxic and unhealthy okay so they are okay within reason with like when you're following certain parameters now next question i asked what ultimatums have you given or been given so i just wrote down a bunch of them there were so many but a lot of them were repeats and it has to a lot of it has to do with alcohol use or drug use or you know, um, controlling behaviours in relationships and things like that. There were a lot of repeats of this which is concerning. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read each one out and as I read it out, I'm going to give you my opinion if I think it's a healthy ultimatum or if I think it's not a healthy ultimatum, okay, as I go through each one. So let's start. Number one, we either change the situation we are in or I am out, That's a pretty healthy ultimatum in the sense of somebody has reached their limit, okay? And on top of that, they're saying we. They're saying what we are doing as a couple. I don't know the ins and outs of this scenario exactly, but you're saying what's going on as a couple, this has to change. This is not working. And I'm willing to put in the work, but we have to come to the table together. And if that's not possible, I walk away. I don't see that as unhealthy at all. As long as you mean it, there is nothing unhealthy about that. Okay. Number two, I was forced to choose between my best friend and my partner. I chose my best friend. Control is abuse. I totally agree. That is abuse. Okay. This one actually came up a lot, a lot of people, and that's sad and scary. A lot of people said that their partner made them choose between their best friend and them. Okay. Your partner does not have to like every single one of your friends, but to make you choose between a friend and them is the first step and a big step in isolating you and dominating you and dominating your decisions, okay? So this is a huge red flag. Never, ever, ever, ever fall for the chat of, I know what's best for you, they're not a good person, fuck off. You're not a moron. You're the one that has selected your friends. You are entitled to that selection, If the friendship were to fall apart, you'll be fine. You will survive, okay? But never allow someone else to make those choices. Never allow someone to make the choice of who your friend or best friend is. That is abuse and there is no other way to look at it, okay? You're not a moron. You can make your choices. Your friends align with who you are and you have selected them for a reason, okay? Done. End of story. That is a fucked ultimatum. That is abuse. Walk away. Number three, be be my friend with benefits or no friend at all. And then, so there was a few of these ones as well. I personally, while it's harsh and while it's not nice, it's kind of like you're talking about a sex scenario here. This person wants sex out of you. It's kind of like, well, as as rude as that might come across, you kind of know what you're in for. So if you want to remove all relationships and say, yep, I just want to shag you, that's it then do it. This person's not interested in friendship though. So they're saying be my friend with benefits or no friend at all. What they should be saying is be my fuck buddy or nothing at all, because a friend with benefits would entail a friendship there, which obviously doesn't seem to exist there. So what I would say is like, firstly, mate, can we rewrite how you've said that it's be my fuck buddy or nothing at all? And then you make the decision. Do I just want to shag them or not? But they're giving you a clear option. Does it sound a bit hectic and rude? Maybe, but I don't see this as manipulating behaviour. It's not a manipulation. It's kind of saying, I'm only here for one fucking thing, take it or leave it. And then you can take it or leave it. Is it hectic maybe? Is it controlling? No. Um, Number four, stop talking to your guy friends or we break up. That's absolutely controlling behaviour because like I was speaking about earlier about the two options, um, this will heavily negatively impact you and it only benefits them. That's controlling. Number five, if you don't stop smoking weed – There can't be a future. So, this comes down to, I think, more of a personal boundary. If you are dating someone that smokes weed and you don't like it, then you have to really make a decision. Most people, not always, but most people, have entered a relationship with someone who smokes weed, smokes cigarettes, drinks a lot of alcohol. And then after dating them, they see the relationship starts getting serious. And they think a behavior that you've had all along didn't affect me too much. But now that I'm looking at dating you seriously, that behavior is affecting me a lot. You can try and ask them not to do it. But to make an ultimatum is a little bit unfair because it's something that they've always done and often these behaviours can go into addictive behavioural patterns and it's really hard for them to stop. This is more a decision that you need to make for yourself. Don't put the power in their hands. If them smoking weed is an actual deal breaker why are you giving them the choice? You've got to say look I fucking love you but I'm actually I have to leave now because you know how much it affects me. It's evident that it's difficult for you to stop or you absolutely don't want to stop so now I need to remove myself from the situation. Don't think it's me or the weed, it's me or the alcohol. If, if this behaviour is continuing again and again and again, you peacefully step away. You say, I, this is just a deal breaker. If I know that I can't stay in this relationship with you doing it, then I need to remove myself. And it doesn't have to be in an awful way, but you leave. And then your ex-partner can truly decide what they want more because they know why you left and they know that if they were to clean up their act, they could then approach you or they could think well I actually like smoking weed I don't think there's anything wrong with smoking weed and if my partner can't handle it then the the only solution is for us to break up because I value weed and I don't think it's fair that they want me not doing it so then it's fine but you've left them they can do what they're doing and you can go and be with a partner who doesn't smoke weed so I don't necessarily think it's toxic but I think I just think that you should make take the decision into your hands don't put it in their hands Number six, go to therapy or we are over. Absolutely perfect. I think there's nothing wrong with that. If someone, um, often when people don't go to therapy, their toxic behaviours bleed into their relationship or these, you know, whatever they say or do their actions, just not helpful. So I think there's nothing wrong with saying like, I want to be with you, but unless you seek help to change how you behave towards me, I cannot be here. You're giving them the opportunity, okay? So I think that's fine. Seven, this one's very heavy one. So a little warning here. And this actually, the reason I'm, talking about this one is because it came up like, I think, four times. If you leave me, I'll kill myself. Guys, you have to understand that you leaving someone is never going to be the cause of that outcome. That outcome is determined by what is happening inside that person's mind, okay? The only person who, control, who can control that is the individual, not you, okay? The most you could ever do in a situation like that is to reach out to the inner circle, let, the, let that person's inner circle know what has been said, but you should never feel trapped or emotionally blackmailed to stay in a relationship with that kind of threat, okay? You don't have the power of, of that, of what's, what goes on with that, as awful as that is, but that, that, that is a threat. Number eight, it's me or her. So obviously it's a situation where somebody is trying to choose between you and the other person. Personally, if someone is torn between me and another person to date, I would never give them the ultimatum. Never. I would make it so easy for them. I wouldn't even give them an option. Change that sentence of it's either me or her to I hope you have a nice future with her and then tap the fuck out, exit stage left, peace and blessings. I'd rather scratch my ass on my own than be second fiddle, okay? So that's what I would personally do. And yeah, I just don't think that... I mean, is this a bad ultimatum or a good one? It kind of doesn't really, it's not toxic to ask that. But also, do you want to have someone, Um. Uh, okay, fine, now that you've thrown, fine, I'll date you. What the fuck? You want someone to be like, fuck yeah, I'm sure about you or nothing at all, okay? That's how I look at it. Number nine, it's the alcohol or me. This one was really, really popular. And again, that comes down to this concept of, Are you willing, like, is this a behavior that was existing prior to dating them? Are you willing to put up with it? Are you willing to put up with, uh, and also ask them, do they actually want to quit? Because if someone's not ready to quit, no matter how much they love you, no matter how much you care about them, it's not going to happen. Okay. So you are allowed to remove yourself from that situation and it's not a bad thing. You are not responsible to be your partner's therapist. That is not your role in life. And if you can't handle it, you don't have to feel bad about it. But if you see that this is a behaviour that's just ongoing, ongoing, and it looks to be a little bit addictive or definitely addictive, you are allowed to walk away. You are not a bad person for walking away, okay? That is not your responsibility. We can move in together when you learn to wash a dish the right way. Now, it sounds like really specific, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Obviously, one person's a bit of a grub, the other person's like quite clean, and the other person obviously wants – you both want to move in together – I don't think there's anything wrong with that boundary. I would definitely set the exact same boundary or ultimatum. I think that's more of a boundary than an ultimatum because I would say there's no way in hell, in hell that I'm going to move in with someone to double my workload. You can get fucked if you think that's going to happen. I fully agree with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not if if I have a standard of cleanliness, and then I'm moving in with somebody, you can be fucking sure that that move-in will be cut very short if that person is a slob and I have to pick up after them. Doesn't mean I'll definitely break up with them, but I'll be like, you need to start finding a place to move out to in the next six months. Bon voyage with your dirty, grubby lifestyle. Number 11. If you stay one more year in America, I will break up with you. So this person has a girlfriend that lives overseas. They're living in the United States so, and their girlfriend has given them an ultimatum. That's perfectly fine. That is absolutely perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Your girlfriend is living overseas. Then they need to think I've I've got a timeline and this timeline is important to me and I can't have my partner living overseas indefinitely. As painful as that is, that people have to live their lives and for some people having a long distance relationship is just not viable. It might be for you, but it's obviously not for her, okay? So for them, it's, she's saying, one more year. I can't handle one more year. It's it's You either come or not. I just need an answer. So I think that's perfectly fine. She's setting a boundary. You have to give her an answer. You can't keep her hanging. You can't be like, I'm just going to be here indefinitely. Whether it's painful or not, whether you've got your reasons or not, There's no one's judging anyone here, but she needs an answer and she deserves an answer. You need to give her that answer. Um, number 12, no cheating. If so, I'm out. I think that's not really an ultimatum. I think that's when you enter a relationship, you both have to enter and decide, is this going to be an exclusive relationship? Is this a monogamous relationship, et cetera, et cetera. If you've agreed on that, then that's a given. I don't think you have to give that ultimatum. Number 13, we need to put equal effort into this friendship or I'm out. I don't think that's necessarily toxic. I think that's fine to request that, but... I would I would suggest you can look at it a different way, personally. So what I would do is you've got to ask yourself, what do I want from this friendship? And the reason I'm telling you this is because I've had a lot of people that have done these really, they've cut their friends out of their life and then they regret it a few years later. They were like, was I too harsh? I really miss this person. I miss this, I miss that. So what I would recommend you do is that you you learn to manage your expectations around different tiers of friendships if you want to call it so the top tier friends are your inner circle okay they're the ones that you can literally that come to you in the hour of need or when when something exciting happens you're the first person that they call and vice versa they're your top tier friends then you've got like your next tier down and this does I'm not talking about you know someone being better than someone else I'm talking about quality of the friendship I'm talking about quality of the interaction okay so I'm not saying that your top tier friends are better people than your second-tier friends, but I'm talking about the friendship quality. Your second-tier friends are the people that are there for good times, you have fun, you can laugh, but you're not really relying on them, they're not relying on you, you know, when something major happens, you're probably not the person that they're they're letting you in on the secret and vice versa, but they're a fun friend to have around or a good friend to have around. For whatever reason, they're just a fucking good time, okay? So you might have a friendship that's like – Fuck, this is really draining having them as a top tier friend. But you might think, okay, instead of expecting them to put in the effort or instead of me putting in this effort, am I able to just step back a bit from this friendship and make it more of a relaxed friendship where I'm not seeing them as a best friend? Will I feel better? That way we can still have a friendship, but I've got less expectations and I don't feel so bummed when they let me down based on the expectations I have of them. Is that possible? You might think, absolutely not. This person's a lazy slob. They never do anything. In which case, fine. You can cut them out of your life. But I would I would challenge you to kind of question, am I willing to not have this person in my life at all? Because I have had so many people write to me regretting cutting someone out of their life because they think, you know, when they look back a year or two, they carry that in their heart being like, why did I cut this person out? Why was I so conclusive with this decision? You know, so just ask yourself, Can I just lower it down to another tier, not expect so much, and then I'm not bothered if they're not asking me out to do things or if they're not putting in the effort. Number 14. 14? Number 14. When I'm in an emotional state, I'm the queen of ultimatums. My favorite is we either talk about this now or I'm done with you, usually to a partner who needs space or is avoidant. Sorry to say this, but this is absolutely toxic behaviour. Absolutely toxic behaviour. If you are with a partner and you're saying, we either talk about this now or I am done, I'm hoping that that person says, well, we're fucking done. Because one, you have to really learn what your partner's um, discussion styles are, how your partner approaches conflict. And often you're not going to have the same way of approaching conflict. That's just life. And a lot of the time, including myself people need just a little bit of time to decompress before they enter into a discussion or a quote-unquote argument, okay? So for me, if I'm really stressed and really heightened, 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 sometimes I'm not going to get out what I want to say when I'm really frustrated or upset. So for me the best thing to do is like I'm going to take some time out whether I just sit or whether I go for a walk listen to some music clear my head then I'm able to approach the conversation way calmer way kinder with a lot more compassion and I can express myself a lot more. If my partner was standing there saying no you talk now or oh, we're fucking done someone threatening to break up with me over that I'll be like you can fucking fuck off. That's what I would do, okay? So I urge you to not make those threats ever again with your partner. And you've just said when they're avoidant. So obviously, this person already has that in them where they have this avoidant thing where they see it as a threat. What you should say is, let's agree to definitely talk about this, but do you need some time? How about we, I'm not saying we brush it under the rug because that's not healthy, but how about we reconvene? tomorrow morning or in two hours why don't you just take some time out you know either distract yourself or think about what you want to say and then let's let's meet up and talk about it your partner will feel so supported and so um they would feel validated if you said that and you'll be amazed at what can come out of it if you just then allow your partner that space and you 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 open up space for them and then you get together and talk about it. And that will give you yourself the time to calm down because I can guarantee you're obviously not feeling calm if you're making an ultimatum like that, okay? That's not a calm person thing to do. So both if you get the opportunity to chill and then you can come together with a level head and discuss it more, like, more calmly, I guess. All right, number 15. As long as you have sex with me, you cannot sleep with someone else. Um... I would kind of change the language around this because unless you have mutually agreed that you're in an exclusive monogamous relationship, in which case it would be a given that that person will only sleep with you if you're in a relationship, then this person is completely in their right to sleep with whoever they want to sleep with. So instead of saying, "You, as long as you're having sex with me, you cannot sleep with someone else, I would say I personally only want to sleep with you if you are only sleeping with me please let me know if that works for you so that way I can make a decision around this scenario and then the power is in your hands and you're the one that chooses and then it doesn't come across as you're trying to control them you're saying this is just how I roll I do you align with that or not because if you don't fully respect that but I'm going to have to tap out you know so you can just change the wording around a little bit and then it becomes less control it becomes more about your boundaries and then you can you know do your thing Number 16, if we don't get married, it's over. I've already spoken about that, but this one came up so many times, so I thought I'd just mention it. Number 17, that my partner needs to have my back in front of his family when they disrespect me or I'm out. Now, as long as it's very clear that they're disrespecting you and you have not disrespected them, because I think a lot of people only see it one-sided, so if you can definitely guarantee that you're also not contributing to this disrespectful encounter, then... I think absolutely that's fine. But I, I would probably start it with – It depa- like, look, I think the first scenario what I would do if I really don't want to leave my partner and if the issue is absolutely just with the in-laws, what I would do is say, look, if, if this continues to happen, I am no longer going to be interacting with your family. I do really want to be with you, but if I'm only ever going to be disrespected by your family, I'm going to remove myself from that scenario. And if you can't see that this is a problem, then we're going to continue to have problems in our relationship." So I would, I would try and turn this more into a conversation, right? But I do feel that it can be a very, very sticky situation when you're talking about in-laws and your partner being torn between family and you. Because one thing that would be realistic to ask for is to say, like, you know, you don't want to make them choose between family and you. They might be very well aware that their family is dysfunctional and they may have never been able to stand up in like to their family. And while I think... People should be able to do that. If they're not used to it or they have no practice doing so, it might be a lot easier for them to have that conversation when you're not around, et cetera, et cetera. So this kind of situation has to be more of a conversation, but you are completely in your right to step away from that scenario. You don't have to be there. And if your partner is upset about that and questions you about that, just say, I will not be disrespected, at least not to my face. So I get to choose who I interact with and the quality of those interactions. And I've had enough. I've seen what I needed to see. I'm not into it. And then your partner can decide how to navigate those relationships moving forward. Number 18, to be engaged by our 10-year anniversary or I'm out. This is very similar to the wedding thing. Um, Do you really want out? That's the question. Is everything else perfect? Perfect. Um, Because if that's truly, 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 truly what you want, then I guess it's technically not toxic. You're you're literally saying, I cannot live my life without being engaged, so I'm willing to walk away. And that's okay if that's genuinely how you feel. And if you think that you'd actually be – if you cannot fathom life without being engaged or married, then maybe this person is just not the person for you if they can't give you what you need. But I would – question that. I genuinely would question that. But again, like I said, everyone has different opinions and everyone values things differently. So if you're asking me as a human being, Alexis, on a personal level, to me, if Tyrone never wanted to marry me, but the quality of our relationship stayed the same, I would be totally fine with that. If it meant that we could continue a really healthy, happy relationship, I would not have marriage as the pinnacle of success, as the marker of what a successful relationship is. But for some people it's different. So you have to determine what that answer is for you, and then you have to act accordingly. But if you make a threat, such as to be engaged by a 10-year anniversary or I'm out, you have to be very prepared to walk away. But this constant threatening back and forth, making them feel guilty, if they don't want to get married, you just have to figure that out and then dis- decide accordingly, basically. Um, number 19. Exactly the same. Engage me by 27 or I'll walk away. Um, this per- Okay, this is interesting. This person said... They made an ultimatum. They said, engage me by 27 or I'll walk away. I regretted it immediately and told him I'm sorry. So I'm not sure what the outcome was that. I'm not sure if they got back together or not. I'd actually be very interested to know. But that, that's a prime example of exactly what I'm talking about. Someone made the call, they stepped away and they thought, wait a minute, was it worth it? Was it worth leaving everything behind for marriage? And obviously for this particular person, it was not worth it. So you need to make that call. I can't make that decision for you. Um, 20, we have kids or I'm out. I think this is a very important one. I think kids is not something that should be negotiated on. I think if you genuinely want children, that's a really big thing to want. And I think that if you were to say, oh, okay, fine, I won't have kids just for you, you'll probably regret it for the rest of your life and you'll probably resent that person very intensely. I think it's a very deep need that a lot of people have it's a very natural instinct not everyone has it which is perfectly fine but a lot of people do and if you're one of those people that feels that way you need to make that clear and you need to have a clear answer and you need to be able to stick to your guns and walk away if children if you are adamant on having children i don't think it's toxic but if your partner is clear that they don't want children you can't make them feel bad about it they're exactly the same but the opposite they cannot fathom life with children it's just not their thing and you don't want to make someone feel forced into having children because then there'll be this weird dynamic where they are subconsciously going to think i had children for you therefore i feel that you kind of have to have to do most of the the child rearing and you know most of the parental side of things because I did this as a favour for you. Now you've got your kids, you've got what you wanted, this is your responsibility. You never want to be in a situation like that. Both parents should want the children equally and that way when you have the children, you both come to the table as parents together, okay? Um, Otherwise you just create this fucked dynamic. So you need to make it clear but there's nothing wrong with setting that ultimatum and saying if if you are sure that you don't want kids, I'm out. That's perfectly fine. There's nothing toxic about that. Number 21 – Boyfriend told this person, lose weight or I will leave you. Obviously, this is extremely toxic. That goes without saying. I could go on and on and on and on about how that's just a fucked thing to say to someone, but... Put that aside, let's just talk about is this a good ultimatum or is it not. That goes without saying. But regardless, your decisions around weight loss are yours, okay? So if you want to or if you don't, what you do with your body is based around what you believe you should do with your body, okay? You should never change your body for somebody else and that be the only reason, okay? If they feel that way, you can just usher them towards the door, okay? Goodbye. That is all. You know, if someone's going to say to you, lose weight or I leave you, what is that saying? That they're basing a lot of, of the qualities of the relationship and, and what they feel about the relationship and what they value in the relationship on your appearance and your weight. There might be other things attached to that, but if they're making it out to be that, that's the problem, then there's probably a lot of gaps and holes in that relationship anyway. So if someone's going to say, lose weight or I leave you, then say, well, obviously this relationship is fucking falling apart anyway if you feel that way, so leave. That would be my answer. Um so that's it for the questions that people have asked me. Um, well, there was actually – well, not questions, sorry. That's it for the ultimatums that people gave me examples of. There were obviously way more but I haven't gone through all of them because I want to get to a lot more stuff that I want to talk about. But before I wrap up this little segment, I want you to realise that a lot, of, a lot of stuff, a lot of ultimatums – while it's it is a red flag and toxic controlling behavior, you have to identify it as a good thing that that person is seeing it as an ultimatum, for example it's my it's your best friend or me you it's if you if you don't stop hanging out with your male friends, I'm ending this relationship, um, lose weight or I leave that kind of stuff because it's actually a good thing that they've said it and voiced it because if they mean it, if they don't have the capacity to date you while you have male friends or while you keep your best friend, then you've got that information from the get-go. This is a good thing because if they mean it and they're incapable of existing while you're doing these things, that is your cue to step away, okay? Trying to battle with them and change their mind is you being in denial. You have to understand that when it comes to relationships, what you see is what you get, not what you hear, not what – no, it's what you see in their behaviour – how they are behaving, how they respond and feel towards your best friend and you hanging out with your male friends or whatever it is. What you see is what you get. If you see this behaviour, there is your warning sign, okay? Who are you to tell someone how to behave? You know, you can't expect everyone to align with your morals and your moral compass. You might be a great person and you've entered a relationship with a really toxic person. Don't expect them to behave the way you want to behave. Don't expect them to listen to how you listen to you teach them how to behave. That's not your responsibility. Someone's displaying behaviors, someone's displaying an ultimatum, and there is your clue. Okay. I've been in relationships where I've seen all these fucking red flags, and I thought, oh, you know, maybe they're just anxious. Maybe this, maybe that. I'll just stay. I'll just stay. I'll just stay. I'll just stay. And they were showing me all the signs from the very beginning. And I'm not beating myself up about it, but I'm just saying, had I, like, knowing what I know now, I can realize that these were all big, big, big clues and warning signs. They're not, oh, you're just being tested, and this is now going to turn around and be a really healthy relationship. No, they're not. They're saying, here's a fucking warning sign of, of, This is a taster of what you're about to get. You're going to get a barrage of this and and a hundredfold more if we continue to date, okay? So look at these things as just like as trailers or or warning signs or, or tasters of what you're about to see in the future and walk away, okay? Okay, now the last little segment of this episode is I asked you guys on Instagram, on the question box, what questions do you have around ultimatums? And there was a whole bunch of questions most of them were very, very similar, but let's get straight into it. So the first question, what is the difference between a boundary and an ultimatum? A lot of the times it does overlap, but definitely not always. A boundary is based around how someone treats you or what they expect and request of you. Okay. So when you set a boundary, you are saying, I'm willing to put up with this. I'm not willing to put up with that. Okay. I am willing for you to expect this of me or this is what you cannot expect from me. That is what a boundary is. It's more to do with how someone interacts with you and what they can expect from you. An ultimatum can be this, but it can also be more encompassing of what of you know like actions and what what they are wanting what they are requesting from you, what you are requesting from someone else. Like we cannot have children unless you change into a safer career or we cannot get married unless you stop drinking alcohol or if you don't marry me, blah, 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 or or everything that we've just been talking about. So I would consider that to be the main difference between a boundary and an ultimatum. So an ultimatum can be a boundary, but not always. If someone's saying, if you don't stop hanging out with that person I will break up with you. That's not a boundary. That's, I'm trying to control your behavior and it's only going to negatively impact you and it's just going to positively impact me because now I have control over you. That is not a boundary. Okay. So that's how you can see the difference. Next question or kind of statement Why are they not okay? Some behaviors are just not something to put up with. So, absolutely. As you've heard of everything that I've just said so far in the podcast, boundaries are absolutely okay if done for the right reason, okay, if you are drawing a line on what you are willing to accept or what you are willing to put up with or what you need to happen for your needs to be met as a person, as a human, okay. You also have to take into account that if something is a deal breaker, you pretty much have no option but to give an ultimatum, okay, but it doesn't have to be framed like an ultimatum and what I mean by this, if someone is partaking in behaviours that you find completely unacceptable or make you feel really uncomfortable, then should you, I, I really feel that you should be the one to take power and make that decision. You shouldn't be putting the power in their hands being like, you either do this or I do this. You should be the one making the decision and taking the power back, okay? Because when you do this, it stops you coming across as you uh, – as if you're trying to control that person or trying to change that person. And it just shows that you're the one that's making a decision for yourself, not for them. And you are choosing to step away from a situation that's not healthy or not benefiting you, okay? So for ex- back to the alcohol thing. Instead of saying, it's me or the alcohol, you say you know how much this has upset me for such a long time. Unfortunately, as much as I love you, I'm going to have to step away now. That's not an ultimatum. You're saying, I've now just drawn a boundary. I cannot put up with dating a binge drinker or an alcoholic. I'm done. And then you step away. Like I said, if that person really, really feels that they, that they're losing something good, they will make the necessary changes. If they don't make the changes, either they physically can't, and then maybe you shouldn't have been together anyway, or they don't want to. Okay. So that's, that's what it comes down to it's also not a good idea to start dating someone who already is displaying these behaviors and then you ask them to choose okay that's ridiculous it's like you, you shouldn't enter a relationship and think oh once we fall in love then that will change that is not how it works they might change but there's a big chance that they won't so don't bank on it next question what if i don't get the result that i want You should never, ever, 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 ever give an ultimatum to try and manipulate a certain result out of somebody, to try and get a certain conclusion or a reaction or a result. Never. Okay? The point of an ultimatum is that either result ends up suiting you one way or the other. Even if you have to go through some initial pain, you win either way. That is the point of an ultimatum. Otherwise, you don't give the ultimatum. If there's one option that you absolutely cannot accept, then it's not truly an ultimatum. It's an emotional bribe, okay? So for example, I'm either single, not having to date someone who binge drinks, or I'm dating a partner who has stopped binge drinking. Either way, I don't put up with binge drinking. So do you know what I mean? You win either way, okay? You lose the relationship, but ultimately, you've got to look at my, what's my ultimate goal? To not be with someone who's a binge drinker. With or without them, I've drawn the line, I don't want that. That's how you have to look at, you know, an ultimatum. So if you say like, I'm not willing to leave this person no matter what, I cannot fathom life without them, then you can't give the ultimatum because it means I'm going to have to date them whether they're a binge drinker or not because if I can't fathom them not being in my life, then I have to put up with something that I might not want to put up with. Otherwise, I have to wrap my head around the possibility that that person's not going to stop drinking and I have to really imagine my reality without them and see if that would work. Okay. So alcohol is a really common one because you guys, so many people wrote in about alcohol, which is really, you know, sad, but it's just reality. Okay. And sometimes you just have to draw a line and it's not saying that your partner is a bad person. They might actually have a dependency problem, but that is not your responsibility. Okay. Next question. How to sound assertive, giving an ultimatum without being toxic. Kind of reflect back to everything that I've spoken about so far and try and make it more about How is this ultimatum serving me and not hurting them, okay? So really, every time you're about to start with an ultimatum, think, am I asking them to give up something or am I asking them to do something that's going to be very detrimental for them? You saying, I can't move in with you until you learn how to clean a fucking toilet, that's not really detrimental for them. It might be an unpleasant action, but if you have to do it, they should know how to do it too, okay? So that's not a bad thing to ask for. But if you're saying you need to quit your job because I don't like it. Let's hypothetically say that they love their job in order for us to be together. You're asking a lot from this person and you're actually asking them to put themselves in a position where they're losing. So what you have to genuinely ask yourself is, am I willing to not have this person in my life if that means them not working that, if that means them continuing working that job? Do you know what I mean? A lot of the time you have to answer your worst case scenario questions and say, is this what I'm willing to put up with? Because sometimes we think, oh, they'll they'll fucking, you know, I'm going to bluff and, you know, they're not going to call my bluff and they're going to do what I want them to do. But you really have to ask them because sometimes no matter how much, like love is not enough. You need more than love. And there's a lot of things that fall into that. But if you're asking someone to give up their purpose and their passion for you, no matter how much they love you, they might just choose the other option. And there is nothing wrong with that. Because I think people think I have to be my partner's priority. Fuck no. Your partner has to be their own priority. And then they're going to show up as a better partner for you. You can't expect that someone has to put you as number one in every aspect of their life. That's where it gets really bad. So if you want to know how to sound assertive, Giving an ultimatum without being toxic, you've got to first know if it's got to do with threatening of a breakup especially. You've got to really come to terms with the fact that losing them is an option and that might be the outcome. And if you are okay with that because it's a non-negotiable, then you frame it differently. You say, I don't want you to stop, you know, like this might tear us apart. And as much as I don't want that, I also don't want you not living out your purpose or your passion. And this might mean us splitting amicably. But if it's a non-negotiable for you, you have to word it, you know. But don't turn around and say, "If you don't do this, then I'm going to leave you." That's when it gets a little bit controlling. Okay. Next question: Friend who crosses the line asking about a mutual toxic friend. So I'm presuming that you no longer want to talk about this mutual toxic friend, and this friend keeps trying to ask about it. Okay. So instead of saying, "If you ask about this, um, if you if you keep asking about this toxic friend, I can't I can't be your friend or whatever," you can say, "I no longer want to talk about it." It's not an ultimatum, it's a boundary. You're stating, I'm removing myself from this. I'm not announcing a consequence because in the scenario – because in, in, when you talk about an ultimatum, there is a consequence. That's how you can de- – that's how you show the difference between a, a lot of ultimatums and boundaries, okay, because you can have an ultimatum that is a boundary and you can have a boundary that is not an ultimatum. When it comes to a conversation, you don't have to set an ultimatum. It is a boundary. You just say, I am not talking about this anymore. Your friend might try it two or three times, but if you just stare at them and smile and remind them, I'm not talking about this anymore, they're going to get bored of it very quickly and they're going to stop talking to you about it. You don't need to give uh, a consequence. You don't need to give a, it's either this or this. You just say, I'm done doing this. Okay. Whereas for other things, you do have to give a consequence. Okay. Okay. Last question, because I'm running out of time is are ultimatums never not toxic or are they clear indications of a toxic relationship? So as you know, I've already answered that, but to go in more in depth, always remind yourself, is what I'm asking for controlling them or is it setting a boundary for myself as to what I'm willing or not willing to put up with? You telling someone that they can't hang out with someone is controlling. That's not a boundary, okay? That is controlling behaviour. You telling someone that they need to help out in the house or with whatever task that you need is a boundary. I will not be used to clean up after you. Requesting even ground is not controlling. Requesting a behaviour that you are already doing for that person is not controlling. You're asking someone to meet you in the middle. That's not controlling because you are not saying, I'm going to hinder you so I benefit. That's how you've got to look at it. You've got to say, I'm going to ask something of you so we mutually benefit. Or if I'm already doing this for you, you should meet me in the middle or we should find another way where we can meet each other in the middle, okay? Telling someone who they can see is, or who they can't see is obviously controlling behaviour, okay? Always ask yourself, is it directly impacting me or is this directly impacting them? Is it a negative impact? Is it a neutral impact? Ask yourself all those questions and then you're going to know because a lot of ultimatums are not toxic, you just have to make sure that you're paying attention to how it's been framed, okay? If you are in a relationship, to just to wrap it up, to get back to the marriage thing because this is just so many people asked about it. If you are in a relationship and you really, really, really want to get married, I can assure you, that an ultimatum is not what is going to make them think, fuck yes, now I really want to marry this legend. What a cool person to marry. One that's forcing me into this marriage. I'm fucking keen. I really want to go out and drop all this cash on a fucking engagement ring and get on one knee and propose to this person that has threatened me into this situation. What a dream. What a fucking dream. They're not going to do that, okay? An ultimatum is not going to make that person feel that way. Instead, if you are in a relationship and you really want to get married and that person is just not proposing, you need to get vulnerable with them and sit them down and have a conversation. You need to ask them, what genuinely, how, what are your views on marriage? What are you, your views on the construct of marriage? Do you ever see yourself being married? Is this a timeline thing for you? Do you feel that you need certain things to be ticked off in order to be married? Or did you ever think that your life would be different in order for you to be married? Do you have any reservations around it? You know, you could be... With the best person ever who treats you amazingly and you guys are a power couple. But for you, that's not enough and marriage is non-negotiable. But that person might just not see the point in marriage. They might be like, Well, I'm happy with you. I just want to be with you forever, but I don't want marriage. Then you need to let them go. If you're saying, Well, you have to marry me, why can't we just go? Why? They don't share your opinion. And like I said, you you can't expect people to share your opinion on everything cuz you're just going to live a life of disappointment. And if you can't if you can't wrap your head around the fact that your partner just doesn't view marriage the way you do, then you and and marriage is not negotiable, then you have to let them go. So you can meet someone who wants marriage as much as you do and they can enjoy their life with someone who's not phased by it, okay? You have to ask yourself, "What are my non-negotiables?" Sometimes we get wrapped up in some concepts. Some are important, some are not you only you can decide that sometimes we get wrapped up in some concepts and we end up blowing away something that was actually really good because we had like this social construct idea of what boxes we need to tick in our mind you know and not even just marriage like sometimes people blow relationships with their own children because they've got this social construct of how their child should have been or the relationship their child should have been in instead of thinking I could have had the most beautiful relationship with my child but I blew it because I was judgmental over the fact that they came out as gay or that they're transgender or that they've chosen this career or xyz you know so you have to really pay attention to what are your non-negotiables and are they worth being non-negotiables and are you throwing something away that you're not willing to throw away because of this construct you have in your head you always have to ask yourself questions you have to get really curious with why you think the way you think and sometimes your conclusion will be like no no i just want to get married fine but if that's the case, let them go. Let them go, okay? And if they then change their mind and want to get married, they might come back to you in time or they might not, okay? But that's not their problem. This is your this is your thing that you want to work through, okay? Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it clarified what a healthy ultimatum is and what a toxic ultimatum is and why I think they are very good in certain scenarios and very toxic in others. Um, I love you guys so much. And if you do want to because I do a lot of, most of my questions, if not all, are all through question boxes on Instagram. So if you want to be a part of that, um, I try and do it regularly. I'm going to start doing it maybe every week. Um, And if you're not already following me, just go to at Alexis Predez, P-R-E-D-E-Z, that's my Instagram handle. And I ask all the questions on my personal Instagram page. Guys, love you so much. I will speak to you on a pep talk tomorrow. So good times. Always remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.